Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. I'm Julie, mom of twins, and I invite you on this journey with me of intentional motherhood. Here, we're all about practical strategies and solutions to make mom life easier. Now, whether you want to admit it or not, I'm sure you have struggled with anger with your kids, something we all struggle with as moms. There's just some supernatural ability they have to push all your buttons. So have you ever found yourself completely losing it on your kids? Our guest today, Natalie, is all too familiar with destructive anger. And we open our conversation today hearing her very raw and vulnerable story of anger with her young kids. And I don't want you to miss this whole conversation through the end towards the last part of this episode where she gives some of the best tips I've heard on how to actually get our anger out in a healthy way. Like what do we actually do in the moment? And along with that, a simple but like mind blowing perspective I never considered about all of our emotions, even the happy ones. So join me as we finally learn how to handle our anger as moms and how to teach our kids to do the same. Before we jump into the conversation, I've got something for you. If you're overwhelmed with all the parts of motherhood and you want to do better, whether it's organizing your home or dealing with your parenting style, it's really hard to know what to work on first. So I've created a simple five question quiz for you to help you prioritize what to start with to get out of the overwhelm. That's the first step. So not only will you get a direction of like, okay, this is what I'm going to work on first, you're going to get a customized podcast playlist full of tips and strategies to get improvement right away. So stop spinning your wheels and head to mommadeplans.com slash playlist quiz. And that'll be in the show notes. So I hope that really helps you so much in getting traction in focusing on one thing first. All right, now let's get into the tangible strategy today for dealing with our mom anger in a healthy way. There's no way when Enya, my oldest, was two, that I could ever imagine this is what I'd be doing with my life because <laughs> I was in such a, a scary, sad overwhelmed, just destructive state in that area, in that time of my life. Um, I mean, literally, you would find Enya and I uh, on the floor screaming at each other. I'd be belittling her. I'd be, this gets like really raw. And I just like prepare you. (laughs) I am very open with what happened with her because there's mamas out there who are dealing with this and they think they're alone. And they think that if they talk about it, they're going to lose their children and that there's no hope and they can't be fixed. So it's really important to understand that you're not alone. But yeah, I would leave bruises on her. I would stink her far too hard. I would um, scream at her. I would give silent treatments. Again, belittling, threatening. Um, I was a very scary mama and I didn't know how to overcome it. I didn't know that I could. I would pray when I was Christian. I would pray like, Lord, why do I even have these this kiddo? Or, you know, as I had more these kids, um, why'd you give them to me? I can't be their mom. I'm terrible at this. And it was just really scary. Um, my husband would try to step in and I would get just scary with him as well, but he would try to step in as much as he can uh, to help calm the situation down. But it ended up that after we had her sister Sky, my second kiddo, I remember nursing Sky one night 
and Enya throwing an epic tantrum because I didn't know how to stop her tantrums. I couldn't stop my own. And I'm in a room with the door shut and I hear Mike trying to get Enya to bed and I'm just getting more and more angry until the point where I just scream out in rage for Enya to just shut up, listen to her daddy and get in bed. And Sky stops nursing. He looks at me with this horrific little baby face and starts bawling. And I was just like, this has to stop. Like, I can't do this anymore. Enya needs therapy. Because <laughs> if Enya stops her tantrums, I won't get so upset. And so we took her to therapy. Therapist observed her, then met with me, Mike. And she's like, Enya's a perfectly normal child for her age and development. Natalie, you're the one who needs to be in here. And I was like, wait, what? But you're not at home with her. And she's like, I know you are. And you need to, we need to help you work through this. And so as much as it was hard to hear, it was so, I was so grateful that finally someone was saying that there was hope for me, that there, I could be helped. And so I took responsibility, started going to therapy. Four years later, I ended therapy. Feel like I learned so much about me, my past, like why it's so many things about me. And it was good, but um, I still had patterns that were destructive. I would still yell and rage with, at my kids. Um, I'd still slam do- doors far too hard or like be scary, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, the Lord continued to grow me and I continued to walk down a path of, of personal growth after that, just various different things, different life coaches, different um, books and journaling and um, ended up, the Lord led me into life coaching. I didn't think it would be for anger. It wasn't until I was on a podcast with another mom that we were talking about our anger story that moms started reaching out to me and asking for help. As I began helping those moms, I just started to develop more and more strategies on how to help moms and myself even with the accountability of helping them. It helped us work through, helped me grow even more in my working through anger journey. So yeah, so I mean, that's a really vulnerable, powerful story and just a great reminder that there is no shortage of grace, that mm-hmm. no matter where we are on the spectrum, you guys, I know this is for me, like I'm um, a very chill person most of the time in terms of like anger, but there's something in my kids and in reaction that I'm always like so surprised and I'm like, why am I like this? I can get so angry and it is that like it comes out somehow and it can yeah we get way more aggressive than we want to and we're like oh my gosh we're like scary to ourselves like why am I flying off the handle right now and so I think it is important to share these stories and I appreciate that you don't hide behind sharing all the details and that journey that no matter what that there is I'm a solutions person and that there are solutions we can work through. And I can imagine, yeah, that moment of how hard it was to hear, but to be like, okay, there's something I can do. Like we can make this better and improve. And so that message that that experience you had, I hope we can shed some light and bring to you guys listening that wherever you are, if it is more extreme or just little moments, wherever we are, that there are ways to improve and just insights we can have to work through our anger with our kids. So yeah, I I would like to hear it's an interesting uh, of your terms of destructive anger and versus healthy anger. And because it's unrealistic to think 
that we're going to go through parenting without getting angry. Like yeah. that we're not robots. We can't just turn it off. So it's going to be there. But yeah, let's let's define a little bit of where where on the spectrum feels a little better and is more manageable. So yeah, I would love for yeah. you to kind of dive into that a little. Absolutely. I know it's so common for us to think that because we're feeling anger, we're sinning. And it is it's a normal, natural human emotion. And we see the Lord's righteous anger as we're reading through the word. Um, uh, one of my favorite verses is Psalms 4, 4. And David saying, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. And I'll talk about that. That goes along with my what to do with in the heat in the moment. But it's okay to feel angry. And what happens a lot of times when we start to feel that anger we start to fear and get angry that we're angry. And it's often because we end up going into destructive anger and hurting other people. And so destructive anger, I define that as that is something that's what we're using to control a situation, to protect ourselves, um, to get a point across. And it looks like a lot of what you heard in my story. Uh, it's physical abuse. It is screaming and rage. It is belittling, threatening. It can be silent treatments. It can be completely like avoidance. And there can be like a constant snarky remarks. You know, if you're thinking about it could be teenagers that you're dealing with, could be your husband, anything like this, right? Um, driving, we could be using hand signals, all that kind of stuff because we feel like in that moment, it's productive. It feels like a powerful, productive thing that makes us, and, and honestly, it makes us feel better in that moment when we release that high intense energy. Uh, but then we have the remorse, which makes us feel terrible, right? Whereas if we're looking at normal anger, it's normal as a mom to have to raise your voice at your kids. You have to get their attention sometimes, right? Um, and not just for running in the street, but maybe they're just being loud, obnoxious, or, you know, they're upstairs and you're downstairs so raising your voice or feeling irritated or getting you know having a little grumpiness because you're hormonal all of that is normal and okay to feel it right it's how do we take that feeling what are we going to do with it are we going to use it to hurt our relationship with someone or are we going to use it to express hey mom is getting really angry right now i need to take a moment to calm down we need to all take a just calm down moment and then move on forward. But I would get to a place where I could especially feel it was worse for me. And still I have to watch myself around my hormones or my cycle. Um, when I'm PMSing, it gets extra. And so when um, all the girls were, we, we homeschooled for a long time. When they were home, I'd be like, y'all, I'm just, I'm getting up to here. I've got to take a moment. You all need to know we need to just calm down, you know? And, and so I gave him that forewarning. Did I sometimes blow it? I did. 100%. There's still times that I might make a mistake and I'm like, oh, you know, and, and we'll talk about that recovery. But so there's that difference though, between normal anger and destructive anger. Yeah. And I'm super big on setting and sharing expectations and being vulnerable. And I love that you have that example of the practice of being like, Hey, I am getting angry and it's not necessarily your fault, but yeah. I'm just really angry right now. And we need a separation break and 
just that awareness that they can at least know what's happening instead of you just going crazy on them and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> this feels unsafe. What did I do? They're yeah. just communicating is huge. Mm-hmm. So I love that that's a piece of the healthy side of anger. Yeah. And I, I find it very helpful and valuable to really express in that moment saying, even if the kids may have done something that have upset you, it's really important to be like, Hey kids, that's a problem. This is an issue. We need to work through it. You're not the problem. The problem is the problem, right? And I want to work through this with you, but we all got to calm down first. So it's just kind of expressing your child is not a problem because they just made a mistake. Your child made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We focus on the problem, not the person who walked into the set of circumstances that created that problem, right? Yeah, that's and so, so that good helps uh, connecting yeah. so much, like putting everything on them as a person and putting yeah. it on the issue. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Mama's upset over what just happened. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at what happened. I'm, and then when you're calmed down, you can come back and discuss, you know, it's, it's, these are why we don't do these things, or this is why, you, you know, this is disrespectful or whatever. Um, and it's okay, in my opinion, it's okay to tell your kids what, again, when you're coming down back to recover and, and talk through the things with them, it's okay to tell your kids what you said to me hurt my feelings. Like they need to know that there is consequences for what they say and, and their reactions, right? Or what you said to your sister really hurt her feelings, you know? So yeah, that's an important um, piece too, because in navigating all of this parenting styles and that it is okay to call out like, yes, yeah. like you did say words that cause a reaction, like my reactions on me, but it's still like you presented something that wasn't kind and how can we think about that differently next time and to be proactive and taking a situation where anger was a major problem and how can we do better in the next time? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell my, my kids if they say something to me, I'm like, I, for, I forgive you. I'm not like holding that over you, but you just need to know that those words hurt. Just helping again, helping them know you're accepted. And I love you for making those mistakes. I, I love you, even though you made those mistakes, right? Like, Mm-hmm. that your your actions don't prove my love for you it my love is always there just we all make mistakes you see mom make mistakes and that's really important and it's helpful to um I, I teach my clients this listen you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna blow it working with me while you're working with me after you're done working with me there's still gonna be times you're gonna get to a point and you blow it and it's okay that your kids see that you are not perfect they need to see you make mistakes like this so they can see how to work through it because they are going to grow up and they're going to experience these emotions too. And if they never see how to deal with it, then they're going to be caught in the cycle that you're in right now. And it's hurtful and it's painful and frustrating and all of the things. Yeah, so if you can come so alongside your kids huge. yeah, and teach them, guess what? We get angry. We blow it. It's not that we want to. I'm not saying that you should just blow it because oh my kids need to learn this I'm just going to scream anyways no we still want to practice self-control as best we can but there's just going to be times that we lose it and we have to go back and recover and just remind our kids hey this is how you deal with it when you 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 recover right and how when you make a mistake yeah that that's such a big piece of to pause and be like how would I want this to be a teaching example for them like how would I want them to 
see an ideal way to work through this situation of what just happened. So I feel like even if we screw up, even if we blow it, to be like, you know what? I'm not proud of how I just handled this situation. I wish I would have done this and I'm working on it. So like they can see the actions of what we're doing, like when we mess up or when we do well and they can identify like, hey, you did a good job, like working through that situation this time. You can even be like, you guys, yeah. I was really tempted to like go crazy, but I remembered what we're working on. And I think just mm-hmm. that almost narrating a little bit of what we're doing is really helpful for them to be able to have those open conversations with yeah. them when we calm down. Cause that was another big point of what you brought up of we're angry and we want to deal with it right then. And it's so hard to stop because nothing good happens when we're, we call it like the yeah. zones of regulation when we're in the red zone. <laughs> so yeah. yeah right. Any tips for yes. how we go from red zone anger to calming, please share. <laughs> yes. So there's a couple things. One, actually, in the heat of the moment, I go back to that Bible verse, be angry and do not sin, meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. So I have an acronym that I use. It's called sit and pray. And I shorten it to sit and pee because I want you to think, where's the one place you can probably go and no one's going to bother you? Or if you do, there's a lock on the door. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the bathroom, right? And so when you're, of course, if you have little babies, you can't leave them. I get that. But I still want you to take a step to change your position. So where we go is the S is stop and separate. So if you can't separate, if you can go to the bathroom or a room to calm down and communicate, I'm really upset. I need to calm down. I'm going to go take a few minutes, right? And so we can do that. Now, if you have kids, you can't leave there. You can't stop supervising them. If you're sitting on the couch, stand up and walk across the room. You know, maybe turn away for a minute, whatever, you know, make that, make a move where you're just like, okay, so that gets your body moving. And which leads me to the I, which is inhale. I want you to take deep breath, inhale. When we inhale, when we're breathing deeply, we are calming our nervous system down. There's literally a bone in our brain called the sphenoid bone. It looks like a butterfly. As we're breathing, it's massaging our pituitary gland, which is sending out those hormones to relax. That's why it's so valuable. And so we're inhaling, we're breathing, and then we want to see, tune in. We want to go, okay, I'm upset. It's okay that I'm feeling angry right now. I don't want to hurt anyone with my anger. Why am I angry? What's the situation? Is this about me? Is this about them? And so, and often when somebody is made up, angry it's about what's going on for them but we will internalize it like it's something about us right mm-hmm. and mamas we get so complex we're like we have so many expectations we have so many thoughts if our kids act out in public we're afraid someone's going to see that we're not a good mom it's very multifaceted on on this whole situation but we just want to tune in is this about me or is this about what's going on for them we make it about us when we react in a negative way right but if we can take it in and go okay they're upset they're hangry or they're tired or they're hormonal or i'm hormonal you know we've had too much going on whatever it is we just kind of stop and go what's actually going on what's the bird's eye view 
And then invalidating. It's okay, I'm feeling this way. It's okay, they're feeling this way. Feeling they're okay. And then we pray. We ask the Lord for strength. I tell people, don't pray for patience. <laughs> you get plenty of opportunity to try to build your patience. I pray for strength. Strength and wisdom. Lord, how do I work through the situation in a healthy way? How can I help them? Please give me that insight, Lord. And so um, that is really in the moment. We do in the heat of the moment. You can't always take that much time. Um, it's Well, it even sounds like a really long time. But if you practice that, when I have my clients, they're like, look for two to three times this week. You can do a full on sit where you remove yourself from the situation, you calm down, you tune in, you pray, right? On the other, during your day when you can't remove yourself, just kind of go through the checklist in your head, sit and pray. Stop, inhale, tune in, pray. Lord, give me strength right now, right? Okay, I'm angry. What's going on with everyone? So it can be like a 30 second chain reaction in your brain. But if we do some, like where we do the full on, I'm going to remove myself and take some time to calm down, that kind of helps imprint more of that, what you want to do in that moment, right? Then we have recovery where after we've calmed down, we come back and, and work through the situation. If we blew it, we need to come back and take responsibility. First thing, hey, it was okay that I was angry. It was not okay that I screamed at you. Please forgive me for screaming, right? And then you ask how was what was going on for you that this that you were upset right so we talked through the situation it's okay that you were upset but it wasn't okay to chuck the truck at your sister right and so so we talk through the feelings there and then we can pray about it you know ask the Lord for forgiveness and i'm talking about only teaching younger kids in that respect right we're talking to teenagers or young adults hey i'm sorry i got upset okay that I was angry. I still say this to my teenagers. It's okay that I was angry. It's okay that you were angry. It wasn't okay how we were talking to each other. What's going on for you? You know, and we may or may not pray together. And so at after we go through that little piece, then that's a good time for consequences after all of that. Because often when we're angry, we start screaming out consequences. Like, you're grounded. No TV for a week. Or I'm taking your phone away for a month. <laughs> like, so my girls yeah. <laughs> know that if I'm ever angry and I say a threat, it doesn't stand. We come back, we talk about it, and then we can deal with consequences after we've worked through everything. Okay, that's a great plan to share. Yeah, it's true. Well, we'll say stuff, and then the hard yeah. part of saying those things is you, as the parent, have to follow through. And so saying stuff off the cuff, and you're like, "Oh, I don't actually." Yeah want to leave right now or whatever yes in a moment where you're not having any issues like that you're just talking as a family um let's say you're like i'm going to start implementing this sit and pray in our family now and and we can do it as a family and we can do it you know you teach your kids it i really highly suggest mom you get on it first you start working on it before you try to teach everyone else mm -hmm. um yeah it's just a, it's important to help them understand what that looks like yeah, lead by example. That's a great thing to, yes, because we are quick to jump in and be like, okay, this is a new strategy. We're all doing this and we need to practice first in order to have yeah. an example. So that that's a great tip. <laughs> and when you're having those conversations, it's at that point that you can say, so as I'm working on this, if mom ever yells a threat out in her, in my anger, 
just know I didn't mean that and we'll actually have to work through the consequence when we're all calmed down. So I just let them know ahead of time. They know now. And I love how much in all of that that we were affirming the feeling to be like, it's okay to feel angry for me and for you, but the reaction wasn't okay. And so I think that's a great habit to just work into that when we come back after the calm to that's like the opening phrase. I think that's a great takeaway here as a practical thing to start. Like this is my phrase when I reapproach them and then go from there and discuss any consequences or, or things like that. And how can we handle this better next time? And it's always like, what do we do? And that's where I struggle that, okay, yes, like we, we've had the emotion and they do something where it is, yeah, they're punching or they're throwing something at their sibling. And we're like, that's not okay. But it's like, what what are the things that they can do that is okay? And I find that's one of the hardest things to be like, go do some jumping jacks or oh, like yes. run back and forth. Like, how do you, yeah, like yes. what are the things to release? Because we do need a release. Oh, yes, we so do. Like, what are the yeah. releases? <laughs> I love this question. Um, okay. So what I tell mamas is um, with little ones, um, I'll be like, okay, everybody, we're all feeling angry. Let's just roar like lions right now. So that, you know, you just be like, Rah! and so you're releasing that energy, but you're not yelling anyone, you're hurting anyone with it. You're just like, it's okay, mom, if you need to just be like releasing energy right now, I'm not mad at all of you, you know, um, sometimes even now, like, especially again, like during my PMS cycle, I get really upset. I'm like, okay, I'm just. I'll be back. I just gotta calm down. I'll go out to our garage and we have the recycling pile out there. So I'll take cans out and I'll stomp on the cans and I'll like stomp on the boxes. And I've told my kids, or I'll chuck a um, plastic water bottle across the garage. It's not gonna hurt anything or anyone. And it's, you know, it's helping my husband because he breaks all that stuff down anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I love the recycling pile. Yeah, pile. Yeah. So I've also told moms that you can get like, if, if you're okay with your kids, if you feel like they'll, they'll use this in a proper way. But I had a Nerf bat and I told my kids, I'm like, you get upset. You just take that Nerf bat and you go hit the pillows on the couch. Totally good. I'm good with that. You know, but don't hit each other. And then yes, moving, like just redirecting, getting the energy out. Hey guys, okay. I see everybody's just really struggling. Everybody's getting frustrated. Go outside and jump on the trampoline. Go outside and play. Go get on your bike. Let's, let's redirect the energy. So those, you know, go scream in a pillow. I remember this was like a, a healthy thing I did when Enya was an infant. She was a, she would cry forever when I put her in a crib and I didn't know what I was doing. No clue what to do a baby. You know, like many of us in our first baby, right? right? <laughs> but I would like lay her in her crib and look at her and be like, I love you. And this is the safest place for you right now. Even though she's an infant, probably didn't know exactly what I was saying. I just laid her down. I let her cry. I went into my bedroom and I would scream into a pillow. So I was like, I feel like if you really hurt this baby right now, I don't do something to release my energy. So that's something I would do. And then as soon as like I calmed down, which was just like a few minutes after releasing that, I'd go back in, pick her up and, and hold her. But is that helpful? Like, there's so yes. many different things. You just tell your kids, you gotta release the energy. This is not at you. It's when we take that rage and we're screaming at them, we're belittling them, we're threatening them, we're saying things that we would never want to say to our kids. 
But because we're in this rage, I mean, I remember getting to a point where I would check out and I would come back to kind of like, not out of body, but it just kind of like get to this place where it felt like that. And I come back to you and be like, what did I just do to my kid? It was so scary to be that out of control. And so a way that I want to help you understand how to stay, like anyone who gets into that place, we have to have more awareness about what's going on for us. And so I have a trigger tracker on my site. Um, You can download it for free. Also, like the sit and pray and recovery, all that is on the blog. You can go find that stuff there. But the trigger tracker, it's a thing of questions that you can sit and fill out. And you don't have to, you can just think of times that you've been triggered. Like maybe bedtime's a trigger. I like mamas to just give it some time, like, I don't know, an hour, a couple days before they try to fill it out. Um, but don't do it in the moment. I want you to calm down before you fill it out. But it asks you questions. Here's the reason. Hold on. The reason I don't like it in the moment is because you're going to just keep going off on all the reasons why you're upset and spiraling. I like you to fill it out after you've calmed down so you're in a better, more logical place in your brain. So it just asks you things like, what happened? Confess it. Right? What'd you do? Um, why? What was going on for you? What was going on for the other people involved? So it's kind of helping you tune in. What were you feeling? Um, what would you like this to look like? Like, what would be a healthier way to work through this the next time? How would you like to deal with this? Um, and there's a place where you can um, encourage you to dig in the word and pray. So it's just giving you some a moment to really process through. These events are very triggering, and I, I really want to get better at dealing with them. And the way we do that is to start creating more awareness around them. So if we don't stop and think about them and really try to dig in a little bit to what's going on for us in those, then we just keep walking through them because we're not giving any any attention to them, right? We're just busy moms. We just keep going, going, going. And we get to that guilt and shame cycle. And we want to let go of the guilt and shame, give that to the Lord, and try to continue to walk forward in awareness. And it's the spirit helping us. Yeah, it's so powerful always to have that awareness to start finding the patterns because everything feels chaotic and out of control. But if you can stop and process some things and start realizing, you know what, it's always these similar circumstances when I'm especially triggered, where I respond so quickly in anger to it's very empowering to have that knowledge to then be like, okay. Mm -hmm. What can I do in this situation? Like you're already prepared. If you find it rising up, you can be like, oh, this is that situation. I've already pre-decided when I was in a calm, logical state what to do right now. So I have a go-to method. And I love, super love the phrase that you were using, release the energy, because that's the thing. Like there's so much built up. And I feel like that's such a helpful phrase for us and for our kids to be like, okay, we're angry there. You literally feel in your body right now that something's about to explode, right? Like we have to release it. Let's figure out the release. And so, and I think moving and just going into a different room when you can, I think is huge, a different, it just gets your brain looking at something else. And yeah, as a great literal step to change your mind. When you think about it, what happens when you're really happy? You probably laugh right? Or when you're really sad, what's the energy release there? We're crying or we're disgusted. We're probably like, oh, gross. You know, we're kind of roll our eyes or just like, 
whatever. And when we're afraid, our body goes into that fear response, right? Or palms sweaty, stomach starts hurting, whatever, shaking. So anger produces energy too. Yeah. And so for us to, to try to dismiss it, all we're doing is bottling it up and we're going to let it out at some point. And so it is important to recognize it's okay that you're feeling that way. And if you're really to a point where you need to explode, let's find a productive way to go through it instead of a destructive way. That's such a great point to think about all the different emotions we have, have some sort of release. And so mm-hmm. to single out anger is like, no, you are not allowed to have any type of release. That's a bad one is very unfair. That right? it's a physiological response to any emotion. So that's super eye-opening and a great way to think about it. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for working through all these pieces. And I feel like there's so many practical takeaways here to get ourselves out of this position that is something that we don't like to talk about because we feel awful and it we feel alone that we're the only one and it's this horrible like secret that we get so destructive in our anger and to just call out and be like you know what we all struggle with this to some degree like every mom has this so everyone listening you're not alone we all legit this happens behind closed doors you know our kids are quote unquote the worst behavior at home in their safe spot and so just to know like okay this is real this is it and there are ways to get better so i i so appreciate your story and these tips and I will definitely have in the show notes the trigger tracker and and resources there but please just affirm for us where we can find you and just continue to hear from you and just have that accountability for ourselves if I may I'm going to take a quick second just to say wrap up the story as far as where's Enya in my relationship today Um, since she's the one who got the most abuse from me right I mean my other girls they definitely suffered some too but Enya and I's relationship is, it's, I can't even put words to how beautiful. I'm so grateful. The Lord will redeem and restore your faithful walk forward. Release the guilt and shame to the Lord and continue to walk. Every time that you are able to take that deep breath and hold your tongue and process and communicate in a healthy way, it's one step of growth, even if you take five steps back the next moment. It's the fact that you're willing and you want to change. Uh, I went to visit her last year, her first year of college. I went the last two weeks of school to help her pack up and see some of her music performances. And I was trying to be very careful. Like, and I don't want to be in your space. You know, just tell me if I'm, I'm here too much or whatever. She's like, mom, having you here takes my stress level down. And I was just like, wait, I'm so getting emotional talking about it. It's just, it was such a beautiful moment of, when she was two years old, complete opposite. Having mom there was completely stressful. And so it's just really sweet. Her sister just went to visit her a week ago. Um, Sky, the one who was crying because I screamed in her room. And while she's down there, she's like, Mom, I need to complain about you. Like, we've been working through a lot of stuff. She's 16. There's a lot to work through, right? Yeah. Like, I used to complain about you, but now I can't go a day without texting you, you know? And Aww. And it's just, it's just a sweet, sweet thing to see how the Lord will redeem and restore your faithful walk with him. And my last tip for you is don't stop praying. These kids bring you to your knees. Trust in that um, method of the best tool out there is spending time with him and praying to the Lord. 
That's so encouraging for those of us (laughs) like in the minor nine. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners with much younger or in that in those early years and just the encouragement to hear where we're going, the future steps of like never too late. Yes. Yes. Um, so you can find me over at NatalieHickson.com. Um, you can find the Trigger Tracker blog that talks about a lot more of these different ways to help. And, and then if you're interested in coaching, there's that option too. Yes. Always amazing to get that specific one-on-one help. So you guys go, go check that out and see more of what Natalie has for us. I know I was blessed by this and I'm sure you guys are too and just feeling encouraged to have more joy in your home and to be okay when you're angry, but to find those healthier ways to deal with it. So thank you so much, Natalie, for your time today. I hope you were as blessed by this conversation as I was because it is so easy to get angry at our kids and we don't want to, but it just comes out so quickly and easily. And I love that we actually have practical, tangible steps that we can do when we are in that moment. And I think one of the key defining things here was to separate our anger from our reaction. Literal time and distance between the anger coming up and our reaction. And so one of my big takeaways today was that I need to react to my energy and not to my kid. First, I need to handle whatever emotions, feelings, then have the conversation with my kid. And so I hope that is super helpful for you guys. And I want to leave you today with the verse that is so hard to do, but to be encouraged that we can do it. And I hope you feel more encouraged and confident that you can after hearing today's strategies. So it's James 1 verses 19 and 20. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires.